Welcome back to High School Backups Podcast. Your favorite host is back because Nick cannot be with us today. We are on episode 30, and we're going to do some fun stuff. I know, right? Holy (laughs) shit! (laughs) Way to go, boys. We've made it this long. Let's go. go. I can't wait for the one year. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've got some cool stuff for you today uh, in honor of the NHL season Mm -hmm. coming up. Kyle's put together a top 100 list. We're going to do 100 to 26 today. Slowly release his rankings throughout up until the start of the NHL season. We'll also be doing something similar with the NBA season. I'll put together a top 25. We'll discuss it and debate it. It's going to be awesome. Kyle, I've got some problems with your list. We're not going to get to it right now, but I've got some problems. We'll see. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. (laughs) We've also got our week two review of the NFL season and our fantasy football season, and then the week three preview. We'll get to that later in the episode for y'all that are looking for the NFL content today. Uh, before we go into anything, uh, nothing really happened in college football as far as I know. There are no major upsets this week. Uh, USC is back and looking like a top four team in the country. Their offense is absolutely dominating everybody in the Pac-12 and looking for them to make the college football playoff. I believe we discussed the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams as early as 2024, so we're not going to get into that. But, Kyle, I know you've got some news that you want to share with us today on a multitude of fronts. Go ahead and get onto that. I do. I'm going to start first with news of the PLL. We do have an official champion. My favorite team... The Water Dogs are your 2022 PLL champion. Way to go. They wow. were able to beat the chaos on Sunday. And it got scary at the end. They were able to hold off and win. Uh, another champion was declared on Sunday. We also have a WNBA champion. The Las Vegas Aces have won that title. So congratulations to both teams in both leagues. All that tells me is that the NBA needs to add a team in Vegas ASAP. And you know what? That's a big L for the PLL because the Cannons should be winning constantly and they aren't. So that's a loss. <laughs> Agreed, honestly. No, I'm surprised no, but, that there isn't a team in Vegas yet. There has to be at some point, right? But no, I'll get to that in a second. In all honesty, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces and the Water Dogs. That's a great accomplishment for both of them. No, um, the NBA is definitely going to expand to Vegas and probably put another team in Seattle as soon as 2026, and that would not surprise me because they are expanding with two extra teams, I believe, in 2026 when the CBA ends. So we'll see how that goes. I'm assuming it's going to be Vegas and Seattle adding two teams to the West Coast, and conference realignment will probably put the Memphis Grizzlies in the East where they should be. Probably the Minnesota Timberwolves too, right? Uh, I think it's 16 and 16. Uh, it only needs to be one team for them to get to 16 and 16 because the added two will put it at 17, 15. They'll move the Grizzlies over to make it 16 oh. and 16. Okay. Makes sense. And Minnesota, I believe is farther West than Memphis. So as yeah. it stacks, I believe Memphis will probably get moved over in realignment. Now, Kyle, is that the only two things you have for news? I do have some uh, NHL news uh, that it. I can get into. Uh, so we did have a slew of retirements today. I'll start off with the least important to the most important as far as our fan base is concerned. Uh, Keith Yandel called it a quits today. 
Um, he played for a bunch of different teams, bounced around the league, but he recently just broke the Ironman streak in the NHL for playing the most consecutive games in a row without missing one until the Philadelphia Flyers screwed him over and scratched him because they suck. Anyway, uh, next one that retired is P.K. Subban. Uh, he recently just retired today as well. Uh, he's most likely going to be ESPN's NHL an uh, analysis. He did a couple of uh, games for them this year, so I don't see him not continuing that, uh, especially since he did a really good job. He's a great analyst, so he'll fit in. And he's super funny and personable, so he'll fit in right in ESPN, and that's something that Miss New England is concerned. Sedano Char called it quits after 25 years yep. in the NHL. Um, won the Stanley Cup with the Bruins in 2011. It won the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman in 2009. Uh, he has been a part of New England fan base for a long time until he left in 2020. Um, but other than those three, not much is going on in NHL. Oh, there is uh, one more news about it. Uh, Nathan McKinnon did just sign a massive contract today. He is now the highest paid player in all of the NHL at $12.5 million per year. And he has that contract for eight years. Now, saying $12.5 million really doesn't sound like that much when you talk about professional sports, considering there's NBA and NFL players making 30-plus. So I do think it's a bit of a horrible standpoint that the highest paid player is only at 12 and a half, but we'll get to that later in the year when it comes time to it. Right now, Nathan McKinnon, the highest paid player in the NHL. That is certainly uh, a head-scratching move, considering he is not I, close to the best player in the NHL. I really don't know what Colorado is thinking, because they're going to have to sign... Uh, not They're also, also going to have to sign Kale McCarr, who is by far the best defenseman in the league right now, and he only has a couple more years left on his deal. So that's really going to be an interesting move. And it's not like the NHL's cap is going up significantly in the next couple of years. Well, so it'll also be interesting to see how that affects future contracts. Like, I think Connor McDavid's yes. coming up, isn't he? He sure is. I think he's got two more years left on his deal, and he's currently making Good luck. 11 <laughs> Eleven and a half or twelve <laughs> flat right now, and he's gonna easily want fourteen, fifteen million a year now. And <laughs> oh God. there's only now there is only twelve players in the entire NHL oh. that has double digits. Whoa. Nick is whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, hey. whoa. Well, he's got facial hair too. Look, <laughs> I, I look. I'll be honest. I uh, wasn't. Uh, was going to take this time to get some mental time, but I said, screw it, and I hopped on. So, uh, I, I, as you can see, it only took 10 minutes for me to not want to be alone. So, I was like, screw it, I'm here. So, uh, anyways. It's time to ruin your mental state. Yes, let's take let's take where we're at. Let's just do it, dude. I'll be honest, I'm making cookies once we're done. So, I'm pretty hyped. Anyways. I got to make dinner, bro. I heard there's, I already ate. Okay, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted. I was like, no, I'm just good. gonna join because there's no right no, time. I, I just, I just have Nick, a question. Go ahead, Andrew. Go for it. Uh, how does um the NHL? You're uh, muted, do... Andrew. No, he isn't. No, he's not. No, I'm not. No, he's not. Am I just, just dumb and I don't hear him? All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ignore me. Question, Carry on. <laughs> my, my question is: Is how um does the NHL um do a Hall of Fame ballots? 
Kyle, how does the NHL do Hall of Fame ballots? It's a hockey Hall of Fame, isn't it? Not an NHL. It yeah. is a hockey Hall of Fame, yes. So, I'm so would, pretty... would Chara be a Hall of Fame pick? Chara, Chara would 100% be a Hall of Fame pick. End of story. Okay. So, hold on, Jake. No, end of Should story. He... No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Will he be a Hall of Famer? Yes. I, I would bet my entire salary, which isn't much, but I would still bet it all, that Chara <laughs> would make the Hall of Fame. However, if we're talking best of the best, absolute best, I put him just slightly below that. I don't think he's quite best of the best. However, I would say he's going to be a Hall of Fame. If you look at our hockey high school backups Twitter, I even said so. We'll see you next time in the Hall of Fame. So I am pretty confident that Chara will be a first ballot Hall of Famer when he's eligible. Um, it's pretty similar to NBA and MLB style uh, ballot that goes in. Love it. Now, Kyle, if you are concluded with everything that you've got to report on, Austin, I hear you've got some news out of Major League Baseball. Hit me with it. Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, Obviously, I'm not wearing a jersey tonight, but I'm going to fanboy on him. Honestly, let's let's all talk about the fact that we all are kind of fanboying over him because this is a season that very rarely comes around, if it ever does again. So I'm going to get into some of his stats and just how – insane he's been this year but um first i wanted to start off by saying um i don't know if a lot of you guys in here are gonna know who this is i barely know who it is um but a dodger legend maury or mari willis uh died today um he was i think 80 was 80 oh no he was 100 today no he wasn't 90 he was 90 today 1932 <laughs> to 2022 um he was a seven-time all-star at shortstop he um won the National League MVP award in 62, stealing 104 bases, which is insane, um, while only being caught 13 times. Just ridiculous. So he shattered a record held by Ty Cobb for 47 years. Ty Cobb is, he's an insane uh, old, old, old baseball player that was one of the guys in Babe Ruth's generation that just set the stage for a lot of these guys. So um, shout out to his family. God's prayers, everything going towards them. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to get into some Shohei Otani stuff and some Aaron Judd stuff. But I wanted to share this stat with you guys. Um, let's see where it is. There it is. Um, since uh, July 16th, Aaron Judge is hitting 389 um, with a 520 on base percentage and 881 slugging with 28 home runs. In 55 games, um, the list of seasons to hit those marks in a 55-game span, it with 28 plus home runs, uh, 389 or better batting average, 520 on base percentage, better or 881 and up slugging, is Babe Ruth in 1921, Babe Ruth in 1930, and Aaron Judge this year. Even Barry Bonds didn't do that in that year. In his 2003 season, when he hit 73, he didn't even come close to that. So um, he is doing something that just like is insane. Um, Aaron Judge hits a home run every 14 at-bats for his career. Yeah, that's how insane. He hits one every 14 at-bats. Babe Wait, Ruth. can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Now again. Okay. Something's up with my mic. You're good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Babe Ruth hits at about hit one every 15 at-bats. So Aaron Judge, I believe, if you not like the statistical anomalies, but he is like, I think, number one. I don't have the stat if he is, but I checked a lot of them at the top in the top like 50 and he hits them 
at a greater clip than everybody. So if he is able to stay around like pool holes till like around 40, uh, he could get to the 700 club. Speaking of which, let's get to pool holes. He is I was about to say, that's who I care about. You like that segue? You like that segue? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's um, good. <laughs> he is two home runs shy of uh, 700. Uh, 14 games. 14 games. 14 I just looked games. it up. 14 yep, games exactly. Uh, he has 14 games to do it, so I think he definitely can. Uh, he has been super hot the second half. I think they're obviously going to give him every single chance to do it because, I mean, you can't be a, an MLB organization and not do that. Like, if you if you did that, especially to a player you home grew and everything, um, boy, that would just be terrible. So... He'll get it. I think. I think he. I think he'll hit four over the next fourteen games, and he'll finish with seven oh two for his career. That's what I personally think. What do you guys think? What do you think he's gonna finish? I just I mean, wish he hit more the last two years. He hit what <laughs> six? I'm looking at it. He hit uh, well, uh this is the home runs uh, six and five the last two years, and with the Angels. So if he hit more those years, he'd be going towards seven fifty. So yeah, this, it is, sucks, yeah. but yeah. No, I mean. Outside of, uh, Given the way that baseball just kind of has some poetry to it, I could see him in his last at bat hitting exactly number 700. That would yeah. be the best way to send it off, I guess. I could see the 702. I could see anywhere between not hitting another one and hitting another five. I hope he hits 700 exactly. I'm not going to lie to you. That, that would be the ideal spot for me. I hope he hits 700 exactly. I agree with you. I think... I mean, it'd be cool if he hits more than it, but I think on that last at bat he ever gets, he sends a moonshot, walks off in the. I like this is what I really hope. Since baseball does this all the time for us, I hope it's scripted perfectly. Now he's gonna hit. He has a chance to hit more in the postseason, so it's not gonna be over because they are going to the postseason. But um, I hope on his last regular season, or actually, hold on, maybe it's like, uh, how would it work? I want to walk off. I want to walk off solo shot for him or, or whatever. <laughs> To hit 700 and he walks off into the sunset like that would be perfect that'd be cool um unfortunately i don't want it to happen in the in the world series because i want the yankees to win they're probably not going to make it there but i want them to win so. neither will the red Sox. wait so i have i have a few things while looking this stuff up uh first of all i do think i think he'll hit five i think he'll hit one every every five games i think he'll he'll end up at about 703 which puts him at fourth um he's not going to catch up the third to babe ruth yeah. at 714 um, it is funny if he had a better last two years, he had even 35, those two years, he would be fighting for second, if not first. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, looking at a few other cool stats, Giancarlo Stanton, which I don't know how old he is, but he is actually at 80th on this list at 373, which is a crazy drop off how quickly it drops off. <laughs> Miguel Cabrera is at 27, a uh, 27th with 506, but he's pretty much at the end of his career. Uh, Nelson Cruz is at 459, who's also towards the end of his career. I but thought he already retired. No. I don't, he's, he's, not, he's still I technically forget, active. I forget how old Nelson Cruz is. He's, he's, he's got to be up there. He's, <laughs> he's been around forever. Well, um, I think he's like a, I think he's the same age. Bulls are only like just a little bit younger. Let's look. Well, his age. some, uh, so essentially what I'm, what I'm looking at is some people he's who are too. still... Um, you know, relatively young and still have a chance to get even further up. Uh, Mike Trout is at 346. Yep. Mike Trout has only played – how old is he now? Is he even 30 yet? I think he's yes. exactly he's 31. He can play another 10 years and probably get close to 700. 
probably um, that back issue that's now a thing he's gonna have to deal with the rest of his career. Yes, uh, I, Andrew McCutcheon's older than I thought he was. Um, that's so honestly of old younger people. There's JD Martinez, but he's older. Um, Josh Donaldson, he's older. I don't see so, technically him on here yet. Here's the ones that I would say would be the most likely out of the young players. So uh, let me see where's. Um, a lot of them are older, uh, to be honest. Ooh, unfortunately. Oh, wait, what is well, I mean, it checks out considering the fact that it's. Well, I mean, what's gonna Judge happen? Has a to get there. The thing is, is that the difference between what's crazy is the difference between 30, which is about 500, and 200 or 300 is only 250 home runs. Considering the difference between 30, which again is 500, and number one is another 250 home runs. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So the, the reason that Aaron has a shot is because of the rate he hits them at. He hits them better than anybody. He has 217, and then if you look at his bats, he has just over 3,000. He hasn't even hit 3,100 yet. So um, if you look at like a guy at the top like Barry Bonds, right, he's at – he hit seven, six, I mean, 762 in 12,606 at-bats. Or, um, yeah, plate appearance is actually not, not at-bats. But um, Hank Aaron – did it in thir basically 1,400, and Babe Ruth did his in 10 and uh, 2,000 less than um, Barry Bonds. One, if Babe Ruth had had this 2,000 extra at bats, he probably would have hit 800. I honestly would have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, for sure. But I think Aaron has the best chance. He gets one 14 time uh, every fourth plate appearance, 14th plate appearance. Um, but out of the young guys, his problem is the age, right? Because he's 30. He's already 30. That's the only part that's hard. Aaron and Judge is 30? Yeah. Yankees ruined him because they brought him for 26. I'm, I hate... Okay, so I'm... Bro, what? Right, right? They left him in the minors for six years. Like, well, Dude, I it, thought Aaron Judge was like 25. I'm not even... Right? No, yeah, so is everyone else, but he's 30. So he's 30, and yeah. that's the reason the Yankees didn't give him like a huge, huge contract at the beginning of this year because they were talking about his age, and he wanted like I think ten years at like mm. thirty-five, forty million, and they're like, "Well, we'll give you thirty-something million a year, but for seven. So that was the whole thing. Oh my god! If he can play like Pujols, Pujols I think is 43? 42, I think. Uh, it's forty-two like or forty-three. I, I just like forty-two. Okay, if he can at least play to forty, he needs to hit less ten years, fifty. I mean, a lot. He has to fifty. He has to be. He has to be in the top twenty home runs in one season every season for the next ten seasons. Like, well, just to tell you, like what what he is like. He's hit two hundred seventeen so far in his career, and he's only actually played four seasons. So bro averages five. over fifty. Yeah. Wasn't season five? because of the and he missed most of that season. So I'm not really counting it. But if you actually look at the games he's played, he's played a full four seasons and really only four because of the um, no. COVID season. So you have oh, 27. So Aaron Judge, are, he already has 217, right? So he has 217 so he'll, far. Yeah. He he'll be in the top 37, I think, and then whatever he's going to finish with this. So regardless of where he finishes, he's got to finish top 20 at minimum, right? I don't think There's so. There's no way he drops off. You don't think – you think he drops off that much where he doesn't even hit at least He's going to hit. What's the I top? Go, what's 20th, Nick? 521. You'd have to hit another 300 home runs. And that's, right. that's a I tall guess that's, 
That's so, a no, very the, in ten years though, I don't know. Look at okay, so if he plays, plays ten long. years. Yeah, if he yeah. plays that long. If he plays ten years, I mean, he's not. So here's the thing: all of a sudden, debunk his injury proneness. He's not injury prone like people think he is. He had a broken rib from a diving ball, so he, that happens. But like that doesn't happen often to most players. Um, and he got hit with a um, uh, a broken wrist when he got hit by a pitch. Other than that, it's been like a lat strain here or there. But otherwise, he's played over a hundred games in every single. Um, season besides the COVID season which a lot of players missed a ton of games because of COVID so um well they only played I mean, they only played like 80 something games that season anyway 60, right 61 60, yeah. or 2 60 I think it was yeah. anyways I don't want to get too far off topic because I just want to quickly get to Shoya Otani and, and him and the MVP debate before we go on to the next topic but um I think he has a real shot at probably uh, we'll see how the next few years he, if he's gonna have a shot at any title or even getting this well he has to keep it in 50 he has to hit, and I think he will. I mean, in every season that he's actually played a full, like, almost every game, his rookie and this year, he's hit 52 and probably going to hit 60, to, between 60 and 70 this year. So the fact is, he is a guy that while stats are down, if you look at the league-wide batting average, home runs, and um, on-base percentage, slugging, all that from this season – to Barry Bonds' 03 season, the league average is down so much compared to the rest of the league in Bonds' era. So Aaron Judge is doing this at a time when spin rate is up, MLB cares about strikeouts and all these other things, and people are not hitting, and he's doing it. So I think he's reading the ball that, by the way nobody else in the league can. He's got the power. So I think he's going to hit definitely four. He's definitely going to hit 400. I think he gets 500 to 700, somewhere in that range. And if he can do four more seasons of 50, He's got. He's giving him a shot to um, to get to 700. I think he has a chance. I think the most realistic person, I'm sure everyone agrees with this, to get over that 500 towards that 600 mark is Mike Trout, and that's because yeah. he is the same age as Aaron Judge, maybe one year older, and he has 100 more runs. Like that's just the most likely young person that I would say right now. Shohei could give himself a shot. He's only like 28, but that's still kind of old for where he is because he's only at like 100 to 200 somewhere in that range. Um, the best person is um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because he's 22, and That's he's bad. already at like pushing 200, I think. Or I don't no, think so. He's only been playing for like three seasons. No, no, he's pushing over like around 100 in in the three seasons he's played. So he's got a shot um, to do that, and I think he could if he can stay healthy and, and keep going. He hasn't had a great year this year, but anyways, I'll move on quickly you... to the Shohei Otani thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say quickly. You really think that or, the MLB cares more about uh, pitching more than hitting? Because I think um, their most recent agreement would disagree with that. They're doing a pitch clock to make pitchers go faster. They got rid of the shift to make it easier for hitters to hit. So I don't know if I really think it's making – I think they, what Austin, they care about pitching. I think what Austin was trying to say is that pitching matters more, not that the MLB values it more. So to answer both, uh, I kind of agree with Jake's take, um, but I also I like your question now. Um, I think they're doing more right now to make themselves competitive with – NBA and football um, and try to put themselves back into the forefront of the uh, public, especially with soccer right on its heels. So um, I think that's the thing they're trying to do by having no shift um, because the shift was, wasn't actually around until like, I think it was the sixties. I forget what the coach was that did it, but some coach decided to finally implement this. And I believe it wasn't, I think it was even later than that. 
Yeah, it wasn't even used during yeah. Babe Ruth's era and all these other guys. So, like, some of that, those statistics, people are kind of talking about, like, how, not that Babe Ruth wasn't good, just that he didn't have to face a shift. Um, but anyways, the MLB definitely cares about offense more now because it's something that's intriguing to players, people, right? You guys don't want to sit there and watch a 1-0 baseball game, right, or whatever, which Depends. isn't very often, but um, you want to watch, I want to watch, like, you know, really good baseball games with lots of hits, lots of home runs. Um, so they don't want to do it with juice balls, but they want to do it with more base hits, more doubles of it. The way to do that is get rid of the shift, give players the better chance at that. Um, but I do think they care about like things like the spin rate and keeping players safe. So I think they they care about both sides. They want to have their give their pitchers the best chance to compete for those all-time records, but also give their batters the same chance. So I think they're doing trying to even it out and give them both. Because right now it's been a domination of hitters um, striking out. And uh, they don't they don't like that. So I would agree with you, Kyle, that they're so, trying to make it more. Right, and I totally agree with your take. On, I also just looked up your stat, your uh, ta- like when the ship was implemented. So the very first ship was actually implemented in 1923, but oh, it what? didn't become popular until uh, 1990s when it started being implemented for specific players. And that's, that's when what? it took that's when it took off really because they had started implementing it for. Uh, Chipper Jones, Jason Giambi, David Ortiz, and Manny Ramirez, Barry Bonds, etc., and stuff like that. So it didn't take off until like the mid '90s when they started saying, "Okay, well, certain hitters are only hitting it towards yeah. X spot. So why are we putting all of our guys in X spot?" Basically? I would say the MLB right now is trying to. Uh, that's the last thing I'll say, and then I'll move on to show. Hey, and then we'll move. Um, MLB realized in the '90s, like the players and coaches realized everybody was trying to hit home runs, right? They're all going for power. All that was happening. The 98 season, Sammy Sosa, and these other guys, Mark McGuire, all hitting, the roids were coming in, all that stuff. So they were all working for power, and that's what they were teaching their kids at a young age. And so you started seeing a shift because people like Joey Gallo and others were never trying to hit for an average. Whereas in the 60s, 20s, stuff like that, if a person put a shift on for a specific player, that player was going to go where the shift was, and they could do that at will. Those those guys could hit wherever they wanted to. Um, so I think you saw that in evolution, and now MLB is trying to go back to that, where it was kind of an unwritten rule that you just didn't bother with a shift most of the time because it never really came into a place where it would be effective. So moving on quickly to Shohei Otani versus uh, Aaron Judge for MVP. What is your guy's MVP right now? Ooh. Well, I'm biased. Um, I know you're biased. Andrew. <laughs> Let's start with Andrew. Shata- uh, Shatani or uh, Otani, sorry. Shatani. Or uh, Judge. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Otani or Judge? Otani. Kyle's going to pick uh, Judge. We know that. Nick, your pick. I'm trying not to overvalue this, I, this you know, pitcher, hitter, dual ability. Um, Otani's top 10 in most hitting categories, isn't he? Yes. Um, he's he's he, up high. He's yeah. very good. So so let's say Aaron Judge is top three in all of them. That's what you showed us. And Shoei is top ten in all hitting. However, Shoei is also, I'm pretty sure, top ten in like almost all pitching categories. Like that's they are both can they get co MVPs? Has that ever happened? So, I think so, but I don't think it's I, yeah, plausible. I'd have to look that up. Um, Kyle Admit, I don't think it's ever happened in baseball. It's definitely happened in other sports. Yes, it's I don't totally plausible in my opinion because you have one of the greatest hitting seasons ever and you have one of the greatest pitching and hitting seasons ever. I think it's totally plausible. 
It also would break the the curse if Shohei won. So I almost hope he wins because he's on the cover. Uh, so I hope it breaks the curse. <laughs> However, I think they should be co MVPs. I think they both deserve their respect of being the best players in the league. Yeah. So. Justin, so, Otani, or Judge? Go ahead. Uh, I definitely don't know as much about baseball, but just going off of all that I'm hearing tonight, it'd be more of me favoring for Judge. Steven, yeah. Otani, or Judge? Uh, I'm going against Kyle, so not Judge. All right. <laughs> My opinion right. here is, so I I feel like people who are going to vote on this are going to vote Otani. Uh, Jesus, I can't speak tonight. Otani. But his team fucking sucks. <laughs> so you can't win an MVP if your team is trash. Plus, Yankees Judge have sucked unhappy. recently, so... But Judge has been on an absolute tear, and the Yankees are what first or second place in the AL. I'm gonna yeah, take barely. Judge. I'm gonna take Judge there. His team is better. They have a better record, and I'll see him in the playoffs. That's what an MVP is. Yeah. Look, oh, all I'm saying yeah. is the Yankees pissed away the best record in MLB history. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they had a reasonable chance to be the best baseball team of all time, and they actually pissed fair, it away. Though. To be fair, though, there were a significant amount of players that were hurt from the All-Star break to, like, middle to late August. So uh, it's not really an excuse because there should be more people hitting than just Aaron Judge. But <laughs> there were there were some significant pieces missing. Like, Giancarlo was out for a substantial amount of time. So, like, I, I just want to say, like, it's not – I'm not, like, defending because there should be more people that can do something other than Aaron Judge just trying to carry – the team on the shoulders, but like there were yeah. pieces missing so for that. To, for to Nick's firm, point, so. um, yes, they pissed away. They they sucked. <laughs> like, they were literally as bad as the Angels for like the second half. Like there's the <laughs> um, other than Judge, right? There was literally a point where Judge himself was a top ten offense, and they, the rest of the team, was a like bottom like five offense. Like, it was literally so bad. And I could – the reason I would say judge, not only because I'm a Yankee but, like, if I'm looking at this strictly, like, season for season, who's more valuable? Um, just – I'll give you some quick stats in a second. But when we're talking about, you know, teams and who should – who accounts more to wins, right? Oh, can't fault the guy for being on a bad team. Can't fault the guy for being on a good team, right? They, people talk about that. Like, it's not judge's fault that his team is better. It's not Otani's fault that his team's worse. Right, they can't control that. All they can do is play. Um, if you take Otani off of, like, if you, even if you switch players, but like, if you just take Otani off the Angels, what are they? They're not that much worse, really. Like, there's not much where, where for them to go. Um, if you take Judge off the Yankees this year, they're out of the playoffs. I, I can I can literally name you uh, ten wins, and obviously his WAR is closing in on ten now. Actually, I think it's over ten. Um, yeah, it's That's like ten point five. It's 10.5, which is one of the highest, and he's going to finish probably close to 11. He could finish with 11 if he keeps that this tick, which is insane. So that's another thing. Um, but, like, if you take him off, they're not they're, – they're probably three games behind the last wild card or further. Like, that's how bad they're, – they They're are. probably right with the Red Sox, unfortunately. Actually, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they were around just a few games ahead of you guys. Like, that's how bad they've been without him. So – and I can name you so many games where without his offense – they're 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 not scoring at all and they're losing. So um, here's the quick stats and then we'll move on. So judges at a 10.4 WAR right now according to FanGraphs. Otani has a 3.7. His I forget what his his combined is like a 
just about a nine now, I think. Oh, they go to look at his pitching. That's the hard part, doesn't have the combined here. Um, well, because how many people need a combined war, for being right, honest? Right. Usually <laughs> they have it, I was trying to find it, but um, his pitching... Well, the last time I saw it, he was, um, I think, uh, just... He's, he's around the same number, though. Roughly yeah, 9, 10, 11, something like that. He's about a one win, I think, when you combine the two, below Judge. So he's apparently contributed to one less win than Judge. Um, their offensive stat, uh, Shohei has a 268 average to Judge's uh, 316. Um, OBP is 358 to 419. 701 slugging to 536, um, 461 weighted, uh, or 210 weighted, weighted run created plus, and then Otani's uh, is a 147, and then obviously the batting is a 3.7 war to a 10.4 war. Um, and now I, tell me uh, the pitching stats comparison. Yep. So obviously it's a <laughs> um, judge has a zero ERA. I can't beat that. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> Where's how many pitch? strikeouts? How many strikeouts? Uh, I will get it for you. Um, uh, zero for Judge. <laughs> zero, that's true. Zero. Um, zero walk. Hey, zero walks though. That's true. Zero walks. Uh, zero earned runs too. So his yeah, he's got a zero. Is... Zero bases allowed. Oh my god. Why is it hard to find it. On? That's funny. It's fielding. But... I was I was just memeing Austin. My point is is that I think it's close. And I oh, think that they should be co-MVPs. So his pitching is... Uh, he's got a... What's 2022? Where's the case? I just want the case. Uh, well, what's the RA? I'm actually curious. Is it under three? Two, uh, two, oh, there it is. Uh, his ERA is a 243. Which is gross, by the way. Just is, so oh, he's got a, he's got yeah. a five more. So actually, on fan graphs, he has a, an 8.7 more. So he's almost anything under three ERA is absolutely disgusting. So the fact that he has that and he also hits three games a week and then yeah. he pitches yep. the other one is a 243. And then he's got um, it doesn't give me the case, but he's he's striking out 11.92 people in nine innings, which is also dirty and just disgusting. yes, because uh, usually good numbers like eight or nine. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. So he is. I mean, I, I have to give it to him. And people have been talking about how they need the MLB needs to make the Hank Aaron Award more, which is an offensive award, more like how you have the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year as well, and like NFL yeah. and stuff, and make that where you know somebody like Judge shouldn't and Otani shouldn't get things taken away from them. Now, I still think Judge is having the better season. If he hits, if he breaks Roger Maris's record, and the last stat I'll give you guys to, and I think end this debate in my opinion, but obviously biased judge uh between um in a 16 game span from the all-star break to august something he hit uh 13 home runs he has 16 games left so if he hits 13 home runs again he's going to finish one behind barry Bonds, 72 if he hits 72 or finds a way to hit 73 there's no debate oh he should win mvp yeah i don't think he's going to do that truthfully Okay, if he wins the triple crown and breaks Roger Maris and gets like sixty-five home runs, do you think he should win MVP? Um, if he gets seventy, I think he should win MVP. Anything lower, if I he, think it's a hot time. If he gets the triple crown, I don't care what Otani does. Judge should we? He's, the, should he's be the tied MVP. right now. The triple, has crown. the triple crown right now. Right. So if uh, he Xander's gonna hit nine hundred last year, but 
Yeah. I don't care how many home runs he if he gets if he doesn't hit a single home run for the rest of the year, but he still gets the triple crown. I don't see how you can really take not have the triple crown winner be the MVP. Yeah. That makes no and sense to me. Has, all, it's a feat that has just never won. The last time it was won was ten years ago by Miguel Cabrera. It's just not done for baseball. I just don't see how. I, I have a question though. Cannot. Yes. So that was ten years ago, which is super crazy. I'm not trying to discredit that. When was the last time that a player successfully and well hit the ball and pitched the ball a whole season? When was the last time that happened? Last year. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so Tani last year. It was him. So other than yeah, him, when done. was – The Triple I, Crown is – the last time the Triple Crown was done before Miguel Cabrera was in the 60s. It's such a rare feat that it doesn't The last time someone successfully time. pitched and hit before Otani was 1920. Like, I don't know what you want <laughs> yeah. to say. Like, yeah. that's 100 right. years. But it's been done. We've seen though. it. Boys, I hate to cap on. you. I'm going to put a cap yeah. on this debate and to recap. We'll get there um, next time. Rip to, to Mori and his family in the Dodgers community. Yes. Aaron Judge is a freak. Albert Pujols yes. is great. And we can't decide between Atani and Judge, give him a co MVP. No, no. That's, that's what's I, going on here. I, I agree. No, 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 no. Austin no, no, no. and I can decide. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, I am Decision recapping. Made. Kyle, I am recapping. I don't want to hear your shit right now. Take a seat. <laughs> I Besides, am sitting. I am crazy. Besides, we've got to get to your your segment, my guy. We gotta get to right. your segment. Oh my gosh. Right. I've right. been for two weeks, but I had too much time. My guy, Justin, can you do me a favor and pull up the graphics that Kyle sent you? Yep. Just so we can review his uh, one top 100, 100 to 26. Wait, I got. I, I can't wait to look at these. I'm actually gonna pull up my phone so I can start roasting them already. Give me a second. You're not gonna. I've like, got, you're not gonna like some of the picks, Nick. I'll be. I've got. Yeah, five I'm not guys. gonna like where the Bruins are. Too. I've got five no. guys. I'm gonna run through Kyle for. And what this segment is meant to be is like a back and forth between me and Kyle. Anybody else who wants to go out and argue, please feel free. But just looking at the. Looking at everything, I found five guys that I've found that are either too low or too high. Four of them are way too low. One of them is way too high, and I can't wait to roast Kyle in it. But I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him a spotlight with the graphic. You don't have to go through all the names on the list. Just um, guys you want to highlight. I would choose one in every one of the sections, and just go with it. And then we're going to have a conversation about some of these guys, Kyle. We're going to have a very, very good conversation. Yes, if Brad Marchand isn't in the top 15, I'm absolutely roasting you. And you're he's never... not in the top 15. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one Bruin in the top 25. Yeah, it's absolute horseshit. No, it's not. It's you realize that last season Brad Marchand played better than Pasenak, right? Like, like significantly better. Yes, I know. But I'm talking a career, Nicholas. This is. Here, let's like I'm also not just talking career, but. Shitty. All right. I mean shitty. <laughs> Justin, pull up that graphic what? whenever you get the minute, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to roast Kyle. So I did it as best as I could. I can't screen share and do it at the same time. If someone does that, I pulled up the tab on top of it. So. I think I might be able to do it. So I, I also can do it. Are they all on the? Are they on the Facebook? Because I can do it. Also, yeah, I they just realized I forgot one. Hold on. They should be. I'm Hold about to on. Send one more. I'm I was looking a... for. 
I'm looking for 100 to 90, and I'm not seeing it, yeah. my guy. I was a little surprised it started right at 90. I was just going to let it go. I'm, si I'm sending it right now. I just sent it. My bad. Yeah, oh, what okay. about 25 to 1? We're not doing those. We're doing those in small We're doing those. Okay, I got, I got the whole thing. To the season. I can okay. also do it, Jake, if you don't want to do I've got, it. I've got it. I'm not too worried about it. Here is 100 to 91, and then I will quickly stop sharing my screen and go over to... The next couple no, guys. You can Andrew. just click the right arrow. You can just click the right arrow. It'll go to the correct order. Okay, cool. That's wonderful. Kyle, right. which one of these guys do you want to highlight? I think the biggest one that I'm going to talk about is the guy that I highlighted as the picture here, and that's Trevor Zegris. He is the current face of the NHL in a sense because he is on the NHL video game cover. Um, but when I was going through the list and I was looking at it, I think Trevor Zegris is just too young and hasn't quite proven himself consistent bases. He was a rookie last year. So I don't like putting rookies super high unless they really deserve it. And there's one rookie that we'll see and we'll get to him that I think deserves his placement. But as of right now, he's just a showy young player, and I can't wait to see what he does as his career develops. But right now, I just don't see him any higher than where he is currently. Okay. Uh, the next person I want to talk about, I think, is Joe Pavelski. I was actually surprised at how high I ranked him, but as I was looking over his past couple seasons, he's been pretty consistent despite his age being over 35. He has been consistently at 15-plus goals despite his age, and that is super helpful for Dallas as they were just in the Stanley Cup final a couple of years ago. Granted, it was the COVID-shortened season. However, they were still able to play in the bubble and make it to the cup final where they ultimately lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they were still able to get there and they have only improved. They still have super young stars. They have a super great goaltender. Uh, so Dallas is only going to get better and having that veteran leadership that Joe and still participating in it is huge for them. What the? <laughs> that was weird. All right. Moving into go. 80 to 71. That was weird. I don't know why that did that. <laughs> Uh, the player that I want to highlight here is Robert Thomas. Uh, I do think it's important to mention his massive contract that he signed recently over the summer. He's going to be a piece for the St. Louis team for quite a few years. He's already won the Stanley Cup with them where they beat the Boston Bruins in 2019. And he Thanks did that in that his up. rookie year, so he's only going to be better. Of course, I had to bring it up. Anything to rub it in the face of Bruins fans, I just had to had to be done. Not that the Rangers have any had any more <laughs> success, so it's fine. But besides that, uh, Robert Thomas being this low also kind of surprised me. Um, but same as Trevor Zegers, he is just a little too young for me to rank him any higher. 70 to 61. 70 to 61. Player number 66, JT Miller, I was extremely surprised how high I ranked him uh, because he has dropped off significantly. Uh, but when I was looking at it, the people... Uh, below him just weren't quite as consistent and good as he has. Even though he dropped off from where his numbers were when he was a Ranger and when he was on the Lightning, he has still been a very important asset to Vancouver. So I, I not only did I take into account their statistics over the past couple of years, I also took into account how important they are to their specific franchise. Okay. As well. We got 60 to 51. Charlie McAvoy being ranked way too low here, but that's fine. Go nuts. <laughs> um... I put Patrice Bergeron here. The only reason I put him this far low is age. He has been a consistent powerhouse, especially winning best defensive forward, 
five times throughout his career, but just currently he has tapered off and he's no he hasn't won that award in the past couple of years. He just is getting older to where he is. He just signed a one year extension and I'm pretty confident that will this will be his last shot for the Bruins to win a cup with him under as captain. I just don't see him continuing where he's been throughout his career. So because of his age and his slight decline, I placed him at 56. Give me 50 through 41. 50 through 41. He, I want to highlight Chris Kreider, uh, who had the career of his life, not the career, the season of his career last year, <laughs> having uh, beating his significant goal, to, uh, goal totals. Um, but even though he had a substantial increase in goals last year, before that, he's been pretty consistent at 20 to 30 goals per season. Uh, he's no bias. seen as one of the best. No mm-hmm. bias. You know, I wanted to put him top 10, but I didn't. Because I, <laughs> I, I legit had, when I did this ranking, I legit had him at ninth, And I was like, I cannot do that unbiasedly leave him this high. So I dropped him to where I legit think he belongs. Um, I, I really, I, I did this, I legit did this as unbiased as I possibly could. So I know there are well, some. Well, I disagree. Players. Because you put Brad Marchand behind him, and I, I know he had a good year, but Brad Marchand was uh, top three uh, forward last year. He so got, he got de- he got bumped to forty simply because his dirty play, and he doesn't. Oh my god, players. we're not talking about how dirty so, they are, Kyle. I took that into effect. You don't lick somebody in the face and get to be top 40 player in the NHL. Oh, I've licked you in the face happening. for years, and I'm literally second on the list. So I don't know what you're talking Kyle, about. you don't get to bite uh, someone's ear off and know. still be called the best boxer. Exactly. Yes, you do. Exactly. Mike Tyson no, is the don't. GOAT. Okay. okay. No. Moving yeah. on, I'm going to let Kyle get through this before we absolutely roast him. Um, roast me? Yes. This list is near perfection. You've got get two more graphics here. Keep moving. <laughs> uh player I want to highlight here is Evgeny Malkin. Um, after looking through this slightly, I realize he's not as good as he used to be. Um, and also, he's wearing a Penguins jersey, so that actually <laughs> makes him lower. Says the um, former Penguins fan. Oh, no, he's no, a Flyers fan. Absolutely not. <laughs> former Flyers fan. Huge difference. You take that back. All right of our fans, if you guys want a P.O. box, we can send Kyle's Penguin stuff. This would be perfect. <laughs> no. I would burn it here on stream. Do not send me Oh, my stuff. God. Okay. Um, but anyway, Wait, don't make Penguins fans on. upset, Kyle. I will happily make the city of Pittsburgh hate me. Do it. I don't care. I hate all Pittsburgh sports, except the Pittsburgh Pirates, because they're irre- irrelevant. All right, Kyle. So I like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hit me with your 30 through 26, um, and then I've got five guys I really want to talk to you about. I'm sure Nick has some more. Yeah, I know Nick really wants to talk to me about Martian, so he can when we get to No, that. I'll move past um, that. <laughs> all right, but the player I really want to talk about here is Braden Point. Uh, just the past couple of years, he's been injury-prone. Um, so because of that, I just couldn't quite give him this bump to be top 25. Although I do think if he can stay healthy, he definitely he definitely has a spot in the top 25. But he just hasn't been able to quite stay healthy to be that consistent. Okay. Kyle, we've got to talk, my guy. I'm going to go with the guys that Bring are... Bring it on. I'm going to go with the guys that are ranked lowest. And I've got some guys here that are too low, too high. But first, you got Tim Stussel at 92. Bro. Yeah. What the actual yeah. fuck? <laughs> so this no, hold on a minute. 
This man's got okay, 58 okay. points on a 12 and a half shot percentage, and he's great on the power play. He's got seven goals and 19 assists on the power play. How do you rate this man this low? <laughs> so similar to Trevor Zegras, the, the lack of experience holds him back a bit. If he consistently does that for at least two more seasons, he's going to be top 25, no doubt. But because he's still extremely young, I just don't want to put him that high when there are other players who have been doing the things that he's doing for a longer period of time. He is going to be the face of the Ottawa Senators very soon, but there are other players on his team that I think are better currently, especially at current value to their franchise than he is. I can't get over the fact that you've got guys that have incredibly worse stats ranked way above him. I get that he's young, but you're talking about the top 100 players in the NHL right now. And the guy's stats just say better than 92. (laughs) I'm going to move on to Robert Thomas, another guy that you've got ranked way too low at 77. 20 goals, 57 assists, 17.4 shot percentage. Explain this ranking to me, Kyle. What is going through your head? I'm thinking about consistency and importance to his team. And when you think about it, Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko are more valuable to that team and have done it for previous years. Robert Thomas is good, but there are players above him that are better. And 20 goals, when you think about it, over an 82-game span is good, but it's not top 50 good. Top 50 good is consistently getting... 30 to 40 goals. He's got a 17.4 shot percentage. This doesn't mean he isn't taking a ton of shots, but he's getting a shit ton of assists. He's got 57 of them. Yes, but you also have to score to be any good. And I get assists are extremely important. I'm not knocking that at all. There was I'm a, not uh, knocking that. There was a defenseman that we grew up. He played for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, <laughs> his, claim yeah, to fame, his claim to fame was averaging like 80 assists a year. Can you get? Can you give me a name, Kyle, that comes to mind? Yeah, Nicholas Lindstrom is a different animal. <laughs> defenseman, a defenseman should have the high assists. Forwards should not have high assists, in my opinion. Uh, Forwards uh, are there to score and to hit. Defensemen are there to hit and to pass. <laughs> what? Okay. No. Well, anyways, uh, moving on to uh, my point is the fact that uh, Robert Thomas and I have this straight from the mouths of Blues fans has had, in the last two years, significantly higher value to the Blues organization than Vladimir Tarasenko. Vladimir Tarasenko has looked awful since they won the Cup. (laughs) And I know this because I have not only watched him, but I have friends who are from St. Louis who absolutely crap on this man's existence. And that mixed with his injuries and whatnot do not make him higher than Robert Thomas. I'm not saying Robert Thomas should go up, but I think Tarasenko should be behind Terrence was no, I totally disagree on that. If Blues fans want to, if the Blues organization wants to trade Terrence Senko to the Rangers, they can happily do so, and I'll give them absolutely nothing for it if they hate him that much. Terrence Senko was literally on pay when he first started last season. He was on top of his game. I don't know what they're talking about hating him. He's insane at what he does. He just needs quality time. He doesn't play ice time. They sit him for some reason. Makes no sense. Moving I hate this, him, Kyle. Moving that player into the back. They shouldn't. Robert Thomas is way too low on this list. We're gonna go to another guy. That's, we're gonna go to another guy that's way too low. You've talked a lot about value to their team, Kyle. You've talked a lot mm-hmm. about it. Coming from a Bruins fan, you, you ranked Patrice Bergeron the most valuable hockey player in a Bruins uniform. 
at 56. A five-time Selkie Award winner, best defensive forward. The veteran, the captain, the absolute game changer that Patrice Bergeron is, you ranked him 56. You can't talk to me about team value and rank Patrice Bergeron at 56. I can when Jeremy... I can when Jeremy Swayman, Brad Marchand, and pa- David Pasternak are all better consistently than Patrice Bergeron is over the past couple seasons. I absolutely can rank him that low. I, I actually can't. think that's high. I think that's high compared to where he should oh, be. Oh my god, bro! Steve, don't no, groan. You're talking at me. about <laughs> you don't even watch hockey. You're talking Stop to me about Clearly, you video. don't either. You're talking to me about the value to the team, and Patrice Bergeron yes. is quite literally the most valuable player when it comes to the Boston Bruins. He is their I think if you're looking in their at heart it, and soul. What yes, in the world from a franchise? If you're looking at a thing that you're going to win, Patrice Bergeron will get... In all of the yeah. league. And you tricked him. Book. Yeah, well, you're right, because he licked someone here. Salty about it. Get over it. Listen, Patrice, I'm salty Brad absolutely and not higher play. on this list, but I'm going to focus on Patrice here. Because, of the, like, I just can't fathom the fact that you think this man is a mid-50s NHL player. Like, the value that he adds not only shows up in the stat sheet, it shows up in the heart and soul of the Boston Bruins organization. I just can't... I can't agree with 56, is all i got to say to you. I can't do it. It's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I disagree. Moving on. That, okay, fine. You're going to talk about production to me because you say Patrice Bergeron's production just isn't all that great. You got a guy here ranked 32 whose production absolutely fucking sucks. <laughs> Vanky Malkin. 42 total points last year. 20 goals, 22 assists, 15.5 shot percentage. Hell, his stats are worse How than many games did he no, play? No, hold on How a minute. How many games did he play? No, hold on a minute. How many games did he no, play? No, hold on a minute. His productive, production isn't even as good as Robert Thomas's, who ranked at 77th, and he's 36 fucking years old. So please tell me how Evangie Malkin ends up at 32. And especially, no, I don't care. Especially if he only played a few amount of games, which you seem to be hinting at. Oh, was he injured? That would make him less valuable. Um, so here's the thing. He played 41 games last year. He had 42 points. Oh, so you're telling me he's hurt. He was a point He was a point per game. So you're telling me he's hurt. Listen, in the games he played, he scored more than a point in every game that he played. How can he not be ranked where he is? Uh, he, he played less than half high... the games? Yeah, but he still had a point per game in those games that he played. Uh, he played less so than half the me? games. No, you're, you're talking t- about team value and putting... Yes! There's no team value I'm if he talking, can't play. But he can't. It's, clearly, he can play if he's putting up a point per game in the games that he's actually able to play in. Clearly That's he a can't because he's hurt. Value. In the playoffs, I, he was also I, in the playoffs. He was point. You had point eight points per game. Also, his shot percentage is worse than Robert Thomas's. Okay, I want to make a point, point here from. Eight. Okay. I wrote both of you take a chill pill. I want to make a point here for those who aren't super close with hockey and don't understand it. A uh, point per game at most on good teams, you have about three to five people. On bad teams, you could have a whole team who don't average a point per game. So, Evgeny Malkin having a point per game for half the season, although he was hurt half the season, did average half a point, a point per game. So, truthfully, I think Kyle's ranking, although a little high, is pretty close to where he should be, especially considering previous years. 
I will agree on this point. It's on this fine. spot. It's Thank too you. high. He should drop about eight <laughs> spots and shouldn't be above uh, Brad Marshall. Yeah. End of story. Sure. Actually, agree. last year, he yeah. should agree. He, he agrees. Last year, he should agree. <laughs> Brad Marshall had like 89, 90 points, something gross last year. Yeah, he should have been. He, he goes a whole season without getting suspended. Then we'll talk. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, got... Never mind. I'm going to say some personal stuff. Keep going, Jake. Oh, we got, got one more guy. I've got one more guy to talk about, and that's Bryn Point. Uh, 28's a little too low, my guy. It's a little too low. You're talking about an absolute dog when it comes to the playoffs. In 76 playoff games, he has 78 points with seven game-winning goals and a 20.8% shot percentage. I, I don't understand how you can tell me that the Bangy Mulkin is so great when this dude in the playoffs is an absolute legend. So, the reason I didn't quite make him in top 25 is just he has a longer history of injuries than Evgeny Malkin does. Now, so injuries play a part. Season, yeah, but did you hear? Did you not hear what I just said? I said he has more injuries comes to the playoffs. This season, he was just below point-per-game player in the playoffs. In the regular season, he was also just below point-per-game status. So, he was fairly good this year, but not being fully healthy does limit him for being top 25. There's a reason why Malkin's not higher either. is because he only played half a season, which I get. It does matter. But when you're a point per game in those half, in those 41 games that you played, that is a little bit better than not quite making point per game. Stats. Kyle, the so there's a slight difference. The inconsistency. It's not inconsistent. The inconsistencies, not, man. <laughs> But it's not inconsistent. It is. Brandon Point was not, Brandon Point was not point per game, but he was more valuable in the playoffs, so he's ranked higher. Evgeny Malkin is not a point per game in the playoffs, but was point per game in the regular season, so that is slightly lower. There is good value in there. That's these fine. lists are never hundred percent correct. That's what I want to clarify. Uh, Jake, are you done with your little few players you want to go over? Oh, I'm done with the players. I'm just going to highlight that I have the biggest problem with Patrice Bergeron being so low. The rest of these guys are roughly around where they should be. Like Evgeny Malkin, Ivan, however the fuck you say his name. Yevgeny. Just say Yevgeny. Put Y. Yevgeny. Okay. Yeah, even though there's no Y, it's, it's Evgeny. It should probably be around 36 to 40. I just don't agree with him being above some of the players that he's above. That is fine. Kyle, overall decent list. I've got some gripes with it. It's not that bad. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to go over players 25 to 15. Where I oh, think boy. We'll be, I, think we'll get, I think we'll agree <laughs> a little bit more with these players than the I, massive list we just have to go through. I so can't I wait. Think 25 to 15 will be a little bit more agreement. I'm hoping. As long we'll as see. David Postock's in your top 10, Kyle. Oh, he's not. Sure. Sure oh, he is. not. <laughs> I, I, can't wait. Uh, only, I have a few to gripe with. I'm not going to talk about very long. I'm going to mix very quick. Uh, Kyle Connor, I think, should be around 35, not 26. But I just struggle. The Kyle Connor is or is probably one of the best players on Winnipeg. One of the best. So uh, I do think best. he deserves up there. The best. Okay. Anyways, well, that's not saying much <laughs> about Winnipeg. Uh, no. Anyways. Oh, what? Uh, I uh, I'm looking quickly here. Uh, Freddie Anderson was hurt, so I struggle with that. Um, Saros is the best players on an awful uh, Nashville team. Oh, um, shout out to you for putting Lucas Raymond on this list. Even though I think if he continue, if he had the same year and a second year this year, I think he'll be on this list. I think you know Absolutely. why. I agree. Yep. Uh, but he is a rookie, so I get it. 
Um, oh, wait, speaking of rookies, I did forget to mention Maureen Sider was on this list. He yes. He did win Rookie of the Year. I think I ranked him around the same spot as Marchand, uh, I believe. You did rank him pretty high. Uh, I was going to call it out. I do think he should probably be a little bit lower, but that's just because of the rookie factor. So I was just taking Yeah, when, when you win the best Rookie of the Year, I think that has some significant weight to it. So I did rank him, I did rank him a slightly higher. I do think he's going to break the top uh, 30 within the next couple of years though. Yes. Uh, my least favorite pick beyond here is to be last name Brand. Quinn Hughes at 70. You realize he is probably fourth or fifth best defenseman in the league behind, obviously, Quinn your Hughes? few. Yes. No. Quinn Hughes is probably your fourth or fifth best defenseman in the league behind. Yeah. Yes. He absolutely is. And, okay. But if you take out Kale McCarr, I think Quinn Hughes right now is right behind him. Like, Kale McCarr yeah, is, like, up Adam here. Adam Fox, Romeo Victor Hedman. I just named three people without even uh, really Well, first of all, I think Quinn Hughes is, is better than Hedman, but I will give you at Not least the other shot. two. I do. <laughs> I no don't li- I don't think – I don't – I think Hedman is the fifth best uh, Lightning player, by the way, just around the same page. Um, and he's really good, but I think he's the fifth best player on the Lightning. What the are Lightning you talking have, about? The Lightning have five of the best players in the league, like top 25 <laughs> well, players. Yes, so, but he's not fifth. Okay. Yes, it's, he it's is. Fair. I think I have him. Fourth. I think I actually have him fourth best Lightning player. Yeah. So get out of here, Kyle. Oh my god. Fifth is all right, boys. Okay. We can be talking. As long as we agree who's above. We can be talking about this all day long. I'm going to... As we should, hockey's the superior sport. Hockey is the fifth most watched sport in the United States that's not superior. It's fourth. I'm sorry. It's fourth. It's fourth. Fine. North America, fifth. United States, it's fourth. That's fine. We are moving on to a week two review and a week three preview. Uh, Do we still want to go over our fantasy this week, boys, or are we going to skip that segment today? Uh, we can go over it real quickly. We don't have to bring it up, but I can quickly go through the uh, the schedule and uh, how everyone did. Uh, so uh, Kyle did win his by a whopping 1.5 points over Austin. Get smoked, Austin. Oh my gosh, I'm so Austin's bad. had the worst luck. Thank you, yeah. Stefan Diggs. Thank you, Andrew, for Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs had 50 beautiful. points in the last night. <laughs> uh, what a game. I actually need Stefan Diggs to have 50 points, but Josh Allen have less than 50, and Josh Allen had almost 60 in our league, so that sucks. <laughs> uh, Andrew beat Servant by, oh, 130 points. Oh uh, he had God. two points <laughs> <laughs> at 80. His team did nothing. His team absolutely did nothing. It was not a good week. Servant does not know how to play in this league yet. Uh, Ten days. <laughs> Riley, absolutely. Uh, actually, yes. big dub, big dub for Riley. I'm gonna give her that one. Yeah. Yes, Riley absolutely dub. smoked Jake by all like 13 points. points. <laughs> I got absolutely smoked by Riley's brother uh, by like 50 <laughs> points. I did not have a great week. Uh, <laughs> we went ahead and uh, our friend Ben beat Steve by about 30 points. And our really? second closest matchup of the week, Justin beat Caleb by 3.5 points. Thank you, I Cooper Cup. Three. Thank you, Cooper Cup. <laughs> All right. With that recap, thank you, Nate. Steve, we cannot hear you. Steve, yeah, you guys can barely hear me. Yeah, we can hear you, but barely. How's that? Yeah, you're good. 
Well, I was going to say quickly, uh, I lost both leagues that I'm in because I benched one quarterback over the other. Jared Goff was on better than Brady, and then I benched Tua over Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Big L. That's Andrew That's almost an gave me Tua for a couple players. No, 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 no. I almost gave you Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Trevor Lawrence got 42 points. He also had a Trevor good week, Lawrence by the way. Trevor Lawrence also had a really good week. <laughs> Yeah, I need to Anyways, to step it up. Uh, let's run through these relatively quickly. We're already over the hour mark that are usually is our goal. So um, that's last week. So if you want to skip ahead to the next I was gonna, week, We were supposed to do a uh, review then preview. Oh, that's fine. Oh, uh, no, no, no. We can do it. We can do it real quick. Uh, I'm going to talk really quickly here. And I think we can all agree with what I'm about to say. Chiefs being the Chargers makes sense, especially without Keenan Allen. Browns beat the Jets. Wait, no, they didn't because the Jets won that game somehow. Oh, moving on. <laughs> Lions beat the Commanders because Commanders are butt cheeks, but Carson Wentz isn't. Uh, Bucks beat the Saints, which is a surprise because for some reason the Bucks can't beat the Saints. Baker Mayfield couldn't do it because guess what? Daniel Jones is still out, but the rest of his team is a little bit better than average. Patriots Wait, beat the Steelers. Okay. No, 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 no. We to, we, I'm going to talk about that after we do Kyle, this. Kyle, we're going no. through this quick. No, I am talking about this because you can't just say that and then not let me prove Yes, I you can. Keep slightly above no, you average. The You're Patriots fine. Beat the, the Patriots, the beat, Patriots the beat the Steelers. The Patriots beat the Steelers. Big surprise. Suck. The big yeah. surprise, but the Steelers suck. Jaguars beat the Colts. Actually, a little bit of a surprise, but go Jags and Trevor Lawrence. Miami Just Dolphins shut beat. Out too. Holy shit. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Dolphins beat the St- uh, the Ravens in an absolute blowout. Should the Dolphins win? Who nobody knows? Uh, Rams beat the Falcons. Nobody gives a shit about that. Uh, Seahawks looked normal as they should have looked the rest of the season. 49ers look great. Trey Lance is out. Jimmy Garoppolo in. Go Jimmy G. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about this game because Dallas Cowboys fans will never shut up about it. Broncos uh, <laughs> beat the Texans. This is not a surprise, but was the fact that they barely beat the Texans. Arizona the Cardinals beat the Raiders in the last second play. If you watched it, it was probably the most incredible game of the weekend. Moving on. Uh, I'm going quicker than Jake is here. Um, the Packers beat the Bears. Who gives a crap? Bills absolutely smoked the Titans, which everyone should have expected. Bills look unstoppable. Stephon Diggs had three touchdowns. Eagles beat the Vikings. A little bit of a surprise, but not really because I've been high on the Eagles all preseason, as well as the Vikings. So be it. Kirk can't play in primetime. Who knew? Oh, wait. I said that already. Oh, primetime Kirk Cousins. Moving on. You gotta love it. Also, so we can talk- just note that I am first place in this pick'em league because I am the GOAT. Okay. I'm assuming well, I'm know. second. Uh, I did not second. pick at all for week two. So that's second. the reason why. Moving on here, Nick. Moving I'm on. 15. Anyways. All right, Nick. We've got the Browns and the Steelers first. I'm picking the Browns. People might uh, disagree with that. I'm going to pick the Browns and Jacoby Brissett to beat the Steelers without TJ Watt. They should have beat the Jets. It's an absolute travesty that they didn't. Also, yeah. I'm, I'm picking the Steelers for the reasons that I lost to the Jets. I, I just think if Mitchell Trubisky plays that uh, that defensive line for the Browns, Miles Garrett is gonna make Trubisky his son. So I, I like the I like the Browns in their running game for sure. I'm gonna take my sec. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna talk about the next one. Uh, I'm taking good. Davis Mills winning the first game of the season. I think that they actually have a great game. I think this game is actually pretty decent. 28, 25, 31, 28, something like that. I think I'm with excellent. you, Nick. I'm with you, Nick. Uh, please feel anyone to interject if you have any opinions. Uh, we're going to go through this quickly. Um, Somehow the Bears are getting picked at 82% over the Texans, and I do not understand that. They win one yeah. game and everybody goes nuts. 
Yeah, and Justin Fields looked good in that game, but the rest of the team looked awful. Uh, Raiders should absolutely smoke the Titans, and I don't think it's close. Um, I really don't. So if they don't, we really got to start talking about Josh McDaniels and how bad he is as a head coach. But... Yeah, seriously, <laughs> get him back in New England. Um, do we even need to talk about this one? No, on. she's still Honestly, Do we really need to talk about this one? Yes. Yes. On. yes. 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 Oh. I'm yes, taking the Bills. Do. I'm taking the Bills 56 to, to 12. I don't know, but like, <laughs> like it's not close. You're, who's I'm, taking the, the Dolphins? Like, like Kyle's this, taking the Dolphins. I am I'm absolutely taking, taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Andrew Bills. Too. Sorry, Steve, go. No, you're good. I'm taking the Bills in this one because the Patriots defense, which does have a lot of limitations, only allowed you know, 10 points, 10, 13 points against this receiving core. And the Bills are by far a much better defense. I agree with so Steve. I, um, I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to challenge you on that one, sir. Oh, um, okay. That okay. secondary – is being carried by Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Your two safeties cannot cover that whole entire uh, deep offensive wideout spread. Did Tredavious White die? Andrew, Tredavious White is injured. Yeah, he's injured. He's not playing this okay. season. Andrew, okay. I don't know how but, to tell you this. But, but shut up. Shut up. Shut <laughs> oh, up. Let's shut up. It's the Bills' <laughs> defensive front is what's getting the damage right now. That it's all it is. That's all it. How many also good receivers the do the Dolphins have? How many great receivers do the Dolphins have? Two. How many how many corners do the Bills have that are the best in the league, bud? Okay, That's what the, the Bills the are Dolphins gonna do. Also, but you can't but say it's gonna be fifty-six to twelve. Have... You cannot say it's gonna be fifty-six to fucking twelve. The Dolphins also still have Chase no, I see. And, and Mike Jacecki who can still be in the slot with the two corners covering. Blah, blah, blah. Jaylen, uh, Tua well, still can't really, get in the ball, You're bud. really saying that the Dolphins don't have Tua a chance. Tua had the second is, best week this year. This, this week, is what, what I'm saying. This is well, what I'm listen, saying. Okay. For the record, there are been teams that have made it to significantly farther in playoffs with just average quarterbacks. I was looking this up earlier because I was super bored at work. Sorry, boss <laughs> man. Uh, but Nick Foles. <laughs> exactly. Nick, look at the 2018 AFC and NFC conference games. Other than Tom Brady, do you know who the quarterbacks were that represented? Yeah, it was Case Keenum, Nick Foles. Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Blake Bortles. You're telling me you don't need an average quarterback to do fine this league if you have other pieces? The Dolphins have a significantly decent defense that can carry them through tough matchups against star quarterbacks. They also have two star wide receivers, let alone a semi average running back. You guys are just (laughs) watching in here like the Miami Dolphins. They have to beat a good team. They have to beat a good team. Put some common sense into this conversation. The Bills are yeah. going to win this game. It's going to be close. It'll end up being like 31 28. The Bills offense I'll is accept inc- that one better. The Bills I'll offense that is incredible. The Bills offense is incredible. <laughs> They're averaging like 40 points a game, and they haven't been playing bad teams. I mean, generally, Super the Bills are just. The Bills are quite literally the Super Bowl favorite for a reason. The Dolphins are a threat, but I don't see them beating the Bills this week. I don't think they're quite ready for it yet. First time head coach. I'm just saying it. Mike McDaniels has built this this Miami offense to look like an Alabama offense for Tua. That's all I'm saying. And this is how Tua's going to play. 
Tua's gonna run this offense like it's like he's back in Alabama. I, ju- I just top... want to also say really quick, what happens if it's an Eagles Bills Super Bowl? Are we gonna be able to handle uh, the stupidity of their fan bases? Oh no! Whatever the United, United States, the United States does not have the infrastructure to handle <laughs> no. that, and we almost nope. pray for a not Bills Eagles Super Bowl. We better get an influx of tables being shipped out from Wal- to Walmarts immediately. If um, we're to I, think, if I think Arizona <laughs> needs to um, pray for <laughs> pray for themselves. Yeah. Maybe they better start recruiting police soon. <laughs> okay, moving moving on to the Vikings and Lions, please. I even the most hardened Lions fans like myself do not. I think believe the Vikings the should win this game. game. The Vikings should win this game. It's not prime time. We won't be seeing a bad Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I see. Uh, I'm actually gonna go swing. I'm gonna say with the Detroit Lions upset, a very close one, but they were able to beat. The Vikings last year, and they were not as, and they definitely were not as, I'd say, focused as a team or as good as a team, especially with their rookie who got three sacks this week. So I like the Lions' chances of an upset, especially the Vikings coming off a little bit, you know, confused and beaten up from losing to the Eagles. I actually like the Lions to upset. Very okay. close. It's going to be like by a point. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Patriots not because I think they'll win, but because I have to because I'm a Patriots fan. Oh, uh, 12% gonna... of people picked it. That sucks. Yeah, well, that Patriots well, they could win that game. By the way, realistically, they could win that game. Yes. Um, is it? I think it's similar to the Steelers. Could win, probably won't. Uh, Bengals are winning that. Can we move on? Yep. Uh, I actually have the <laughs> yes. Eagles smoking the Commanders in this yeah. game. So. I've got the Commanders in a close upset. No. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're going to keep moving it, though. I actually have the Saints and Jameis Winston beating Baker Mayfield. Not by a lot. That's yeah. a close game. Uh, Jameis Winston might not be playing. He has uh, multiple fractures. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is going to have seven touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> I think the Chargers will beat the Jaguars, but I hope this is super high scoring. Give me both my quarterbacks, baby. Uh, the Rams <laughs> beat the Cardinals. Uh, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, this game could go either way. I do have the Falcons as well. I'm sure you guys could go either way. Pretty close. It can go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa over the Packers. Packers still don't look great. Um, For sure. 49ers have looked great on defense, like best in the league again. Also with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and yeah. Jimmy G. Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson has looked pretty bad recently. I don't. God has, I just don't think he has the chemistry yet with the rest of the team there. I think he'll be fine later in the season. But for right now, up against Jimmy G, who has a lot to prove. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. 49ers over Broncos by like 20. I've got one thing to say about this and then we can move on. Colin Coward got a lot of shit for saying what I'm exactly about to say. You wish no harm on Trey Lance. It sucks that he got hurt. You pray for a quick recovery. The 49ers are a better team right now with Jimmy G starting because Trey Lance is still learning the NFL. It's not a knock on Trey. I think he's going to be fine. We all know that I'm not high on Trey Lance. But the 49ers are better with Jimmy G right now at the helm. 49ers annihilate the Broncos. Yeah, um, I agree. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't know about annihilate, but I do think it'll be a good game, even if Russell Wilson plays well. Um, just go either way. I'm saying this as not just in spite of Kyle. I do think that the Cowboys win this game. Um, I do think it's very, very close. But Cooper Rush looked way above expectations without any prep whatsoever or very little prep. Um, only one week. So I do think that they're going to come out and win this game 28-27. Like, I'm talking super close. 
I, I and Kyle, in your defense, I have picked the Giants because I think the Giants Wait. are going to start out 3-0. and I just also want to say, for the record, this defense that is supposedly just got awful is the third best in the league. Um, they have allowed the fewest amount of third down completions against any team so far in the league. What well, if they and play these well, first two weeks? Significantly better teams than them. Uh, they also have, well, they also don't have their three best players who are at Who are these significantly better teams than them? Titans are better than them, that's for sure. No, they don't oh, look I it. Don't they so. don't look they it. They are, though. You look at that roster, they for no, sure. No, no. You look no. at the first two players, sure. If you look beyond uh, the first two players, no. No. I think they, I no. agree. No, oh, we've seen two. Even an oh, Indian Cowboys team beats this Titans team right now. We've they seen we've good. seen the Titans in two games now. It was not a fluke week one. They look awful. Like they look absolutely like last year. Last year is like twenty years ago. Like they don't even look remotely like the same team. They look I awful. Would, what I gotta say, Kyle, for uh, the Cowboys Giants is because Daniel Jones loves to fumble a lot. I think a matchup against. Uh, Micah Parsons and the, I can't remember the other name, but the other rusher. Marcus Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. I think that I think just Parsons on his own is definitely gonna find a way to get a turnover. This is probably gonna be a turnover battle kind of game, but I think the the Cowboys would just sneak right past because I think Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs might, you know, bait paid him with Kenny Galladay, and then just be able to intercept it. Kenny Galladay I, is not – okay, first off, Kenny Galladay is just going – He's bait. Be, he's, yeah, he's just there to try and draw people there. And, you know, they, they've been ditching it to their third and fourth string wide receivers in the slot all day, and it's been working. And they've also been running up the middle with Saquon because our offensive line actually looks decent for once in our godforsaken lives. So it's actually quite impressive to see a decent team for right now. Granted – not great teams, but I still think they are better than the Giants team. I mean, at least on paper, it's looking it's looking different because we have a good head coach, we have great offense coordinator, and our defense coordinator has significantly turned a dog shit defense into one of the best in the leagues right now. And it, this week will really be the test because they're even though the Cowboys are injured, they still have a pretty decent roster. Still I think it's up. the so, first test. I think that this is their closest no, they've gotten to playing a playoff team yet. But still, if they had Dak Prescott, I don't think this game is close. And that's just because of the practice time and all that stuff. This is their first oh. test. If they can win this game, awesome. I think that the Giants are actually like something and could very well be second in the AFC or in the NFC East. It's still the Eagles. The Eagles are still a crazy good team. Oh, yeah. Oh, I agree. The, Eagles are gonna the Giants have a chance to like be something that's like a fringe playoff team, but they have to beat this beat up Cowboys team first. Mm-hmm. Well, Cooper Rush did look too bad. I mean, Noah Brown is definitely stepping up, um, filling that wide receiver two role. Um, I think we I saw that a lot in the game. Um, I think Noah Brown is going to be a huge factor into how the Cowboys play um, against the Giants in this upcoming game. Oh, we lost Nick. I was, to... <laughs> I was wondering who well, we lost Nick's for a gone. second. <laughs> hey, your host well, is back. It's Shay. I guess, I guess I'm back to hosting. All right, cool, whatever. <laughs> I, I want to say one quick thing. Uh, yeah, go for in it. In the NFC East, after the last two weeks, you know my rankings of the quarterback. Carson Wentz's spot kind of shook a little bit. How? 
Carswitz is shifting a little bit. Jalen Hurts is like it's coming off the side and it's about to surpass him. So we'll see how that goes. At this point, point, I've got Carson. I've got Carson, Jalen, and then Dak being hurt just immediately knocks that out. And then Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones are down here somewhere. Daniel Jones being slightly better than Cooper Rush. There we go. I was waiting for that. I, I, I was. Both, I wasn't gonna say anything. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has surprised me. I will say that. I'm absolutely love. I love it. Not Don't a surprise to me. I, as Not somebody who as somebody who doubts Jalen Hurts, I absolutely love it. I want to see him succeed. I just didn't think he could do it. I'm absolutely I, loving the fact that he can. Don't but, doubt, my man. But Carson Wentz has looked fucking amazing, and you can't tell me otherwise. Mm. I, I wouldn't tell you, you He's the second best. He's, man, se- he's literally I'm second in passing one. yards right now. How are you going to tell me that he hasn't looked great? He lost okay, the Lions. Are... Bro. Yeah, they also have a couple turnovers. He, he the lost. Eagles almost lost the Lions. Lions. Yeah, but they didn't. That's the difference. They won. They won the game. Nobody is going to dispute the Eagles have a better team than the Commanders. Nobody's disputing that. No, but right I'm, now, I'm But right now with A.J. Brown out, the rest of the receiving core has to step up. Is he out? Because he came back in the game. So yeah. Is he like going um, back? I think he's questionable for next week. I, it really depends on how they evaluate him through practice. Well, um, he's on my team, yeah. so we better freaking All right. play. All right, no, boys. Is there anything else left to say? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is up for trade. <laughs> We're not getting into that on the podcast. <laughs> All right, boys. If there's nothing left, if there's nothing left, we're gonna take the outro. I'm gonna tell you all to go follow our social medias: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at High School Backups. We've got High School Backups Soccer and High School Backups Hockey on Twitter. In case you want to go follow those, if you're looking for more specific content. And as always, hit that subscribe button. We produce great content for y'all. We want to share with you and we want you to enjoy it. Let us know what you thought, and we'll talk to you later. See you next week.